Uh, G'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and this show is on the road. I hope you're on the road. I hope you're on the road somewhere. And Victoria, our little Victorian cousins, they look like they're going to be allowed out to play again soon. Isn't that good news? Oh, it is good news. I hope everything just goes fine and everybody's just had the most sensational week. If you're looking for us again on Spotify, it's On The Road Media. So if you go to Spotify, it's On The Road Media, M-E-D-I-A. Oh, Fabulous week. So many things been going on. Now, one of the things was that I found out that roof racks, because, you know, so many four-wheel drives, you go and buy a roof rack, and different people are putting on different things, like you might put on your, your fold-up tent, all those things. But there's different ratings that come with the same roof rack. So you might have a static rating, and then you'll have an on-road rating, and then an off-road rating. And they are all different weights that the vehicle will take. So you've got to check your vehicle rating, check your manufacturer's rating, check the rating of the of the rack that you're buying so that you don't have a problem because some people have been having problems where the racks have not been um, substantial enough, if you like, or the racks have been, but the way that they've been fitted to the cars have not been that good as well. So there's a problem. Now, the new Land Cruiser, oh, big news coming out there. They reckon you're going to have a hybrid and you reckon you're going to have a 3.3-litre diesel, a 3.3-litre petrol. They're talking about it. There's even talk that the engine for that might be out of a Mazda. Mazda might be developing a new engine for that. Who knows? Until it gets here, we don't know. But what we do know that there's a new four-wheel drive coming out called the Ineos. You've heard me talk about this before, the Ineos Grenadier. Now, if you're a fan of the old Land Rover Defender, the old Land Rover Defender, if you're a fan of that because they discontinued those, Ineos, uh, the fellow that owns that company, he was sitting in the pub with a few friends and said, you know, I'm going to miss that vehicle. I think I'd, I'd really like to have it. And they all agreed by the end of the night that they would build some. Uh, so they've, they've, they were going to build a new factory in Wales to build this Ineos, I-N-E-O-S, Grenadier. And then what they've done is that Mercedes, and they're already doing some work with Mercedes. Mercedes had a plant in Austria that was already set up, ready to go, basically, with some adjustments. And so they were able to bring everything forward. Instead of building in Wales, they've gone to Austria. And now they've got 250 engineers. They've got 80 prototypes running around to go. And they're just developing the perfection, if you like, of the system to build these mass productions. So they look like, you might suggest, they look like the old Defender, but everything's new and they've taken it from the ground up. Every single thing is new. So the doors and the closures, they're aluminium. And the rest is going to be galvanised steel and you've got a seven-stage paint process and they're doing them in left-hand drive and right-hand drive. So there you go. We will get some of these. And they're going to be tested around the world. So they're sending some of these around the world to test them in all the different conditions. So Australia is expected to get some of those as well. So this new plant uh, that they've got is in Hambeck in Austria and Mercedes used to build I think the G-Wagon there so they're already what, what the thing is is the team the people the, the crew if you like the staff <laughs> they're all there already experienced in building vehicles and building quality vehicles so Ineos are really really excited about that it should be excellent so they built a couple of vehicles in the beginning and they called them 2A then they built another couple, they called them 2B, and now they're building about 80 prototypes of the new one. So that's going to be pretty exciting, pretty exciting. And don't forget when you're talking about exciting that Range Rover Sport uh, has now sold uh, over a million vehicles. So the Range Rover Sport, over a million vehicles, isn't that sensational? So I think that's 15 years of production, so they've been doing it. Oh, clever, clever, clever. So they're going to have a good time. If you're going to have a good time, I reckon we deserve a song. Are you ready for a song? I think this has been such a good week. I think we're going to have a good song. So I reckon we might have a bit of a hayride. If you like a hayride, then you've got to have Flying Circus. So if you're ready, this will get your little feet tapping. I'm telling you, get ready to tap those feet. This is Hayride Flying Circus. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. It's all about the RV world. It's all about your four-wheel drive. It's all about seeing Australia. That's what we do. We get out there. It's all on the road. So here we go. Hey, Ride Flying Circus, back with you after that. My mama said we would love it. Something they did long ago. Oh, 
Flying Circus. Do you love the Flying Circus? <laughs> I think they're terrific. i tell you what else is terrific. Les and Dot, who are regular listeners, they get in touch with me this week and they said there's a brand new, absolutely brand new national park that's about to open. In fact, it's not even officially open yet because they're still putting in some of the infrastructure. So thanks, Les and Dot, for this. And so I did some research on it. New South Wales, this is the government, New South Wales government, they bought an outback station in the state's largest single property purchase. So they've bought a national park. And it wasn't a national park, it was actually a property. So it, it was just, it's a piece of outback beauty and combined with some heartbreak because it was a, a very beautiful, if you like, sweeping western New South Wales, Western New South Wales cattle station. And in turns, it was just absolutely lush and wonderful. And in other times, it was just no man's land. So, But it's, it's a haven to some indigenous artefacts. It's got the ghostly trail, if you will, of Burke and Wills. And now it's the nation's newest national park. So as the owner, his name was Bill O'Connor, he was 84 years old, and he said it can be very, very good. And he said it can be very, very vile. So it was called Nariara Station, N-A-R-R-I-E-A, double R-A, Nariara Station. And it's just become, as, as I was just telling you, the biggest private land piece that's ever been bought and then turned into a national park in the state's history. So it's it's nearby Sturt National Park that's close by. So Nariara, it'll create a con- conservation area of close to half a million hectares, if you like, or twice the size of the Australian Capital Territory. So is that immense? So this particular property is 153 plus thousand hectares. 153,415 hectares. So, and it sits in the northwest corner of the state and it's got the dog-proof fence of the New South Wales-Queensland border uh, forming its northern boundary and then everything is just so good from there so good because flowing south from queensland the bulu river or the bulu river b-u-l-l-o river that ends on the station in an expansive floodplain and wetlands and that attracts thousands and thousands of water birds during the inland flooding but the property is also home to as we were saying, some indigenous artefacts and some tools and some stone arrangements. And Burke and Wills, they went through there in 1860 and they engraved a post marking one of the ill-fated expeditions to campsites. So that's pretty interesting. So, But this home or this property has been in the same family for over a century. His Mr O'Connor's father purchased the property in 1919. Is that lovely? 1919. And he said, life hasn't always been easy there. It's, it's been... A beautiful landscape, so you've got beautiful flora and fauna, but nature wasn't always kind. So there's a strong connection there to the land because all the brothers and sisters and his children, most of them spent a fair bit of their time there. And, and it's just been, it's been a hard thing to sell, but they've done it. He, he, he wanted to sell it because it, it, at times it was impossible to get a living off the land. And then um, he was trying to sell it to the government. And then all of a sudden the government came along to him and said, hey, we'll buy that. We think that's a good thing. But... In doing that, they'll ensure that there's 25 threatened animal species, so they're going to be looked after. They're going to create the wetlands to make sure that they're looked after better. And and it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So the New South Wales government wanted to, well, they set a target of buying uh, 200,000 hectares of new pasture that will add to the national parks during this term, and they've done it. They've done it. So isn't that fabulous? Isn't that fabulous? So the sale was very special for a particular water bird. There's a threatened water bird called the grey grass wren and nearly 90% of the habitat in New South Wales is on Nariara Station. So there's a fellow there called Dr Trail. He's uh, Dr Barry Trail. He's the Australian Director of Conservation Organisation Pew Charitable Trust. He's so excited. 
He said the purchase would encourage greater tourism to the outback. Oh, we're all going to go there, aren't we? We're all going to go there. And that was often overlooked. So all of a sudden, got a great reason to go there. You're going to see some of these very rare birds. And outback Australia is one of the great remaining intact natural places on earth. And you don't have, you don't get a chance to do all of that nowadays because everything's so commercialised. This one they're going to keep pretty well nice. But they are putting in some infrastructure for you as well. So the, the Tipperbara Local Aboriginal Land Council, they said the purchase was great news for the future conservation. That's, that's fabulous. And the, the government's invited the Land Council to be involved in naming the new national park. So that's going to happen. It'll become Nariara. And then I think, I think they're going to be calling it Nariara Karyapundi. So that's C-A-R-Y-A-P-U-N-D-Y, Swamp National Park. So it's going to be called Nariara Karyapundi. Swamp National Park. Oh, fabulous. So it was created in 2020. It's not yet open. It's about to be open, I think, pretty shortly. And everything's going to be just fabulous from there. So are you happy? I think you've got to be happy. You've got to be happy about that. That's wonderful. And one of the other things you've got to do is to make sure that you look after your vehicle and get it ready because, yes, we've had a beautiful summer, but there's some things you've got to do with winter coming on. You've got to look after your vehicle and make sure that things are done. So one of the things to do is to inspect your batteries. Check all your battery connections as winter comes on because if you've got a bad battery connection that, that can just wreck your battery. So clean your batteries. You can clean them with a 50-50 mix of baking soda or a little bit of warm water. And if necessary, if you've got lead acid batteries, then check the electrolyte level in each cell and add the distilled water if any of the cells are low. So if you look inside the battery, you'll see there's a little plastic ring in there and bring it up towards that plastic ring, and you should be fine from there. So, you know, keep your batteries charged. Don't let them go below 80%. They reckon if you let them go below 80%, then that's a bit of a problem. So keep them charged. 12.6, 12.7 volts is what they should be reading. So that's good. That's a good thing to do. The antifreeze in your tow vehicle, you, you've got to make sure that um, if you're using antifreeze, that you always have about a 50 to 70% concentration of antifreeze to water because the water, it, it expands much more and that can cause some problems. So your garage, uh, your mechanic, somebody will give you all the proper advice on that. That's a good thing to do. The other good thing to do is to make sure that you check your batteries in all of your, if you've got a carbon monoxide um, thing, I've got one, a little alarm, a carbon monoxide alarm. <clears throat> Pardon me, you know your carbon monoxide alarm, it looks the same as your smoke alarm. My one does uh, both. So it does the smoke and the carbon monoxide. So you can check that. Also checks if you've got LP gas leaks and things like that. So make sure that you, you do your battery. Check your battery so that that doesn't go flat because that's a problem. Also check your fire extinguisher because that's something else you've got to check. Everybody's got a fire extinguisher, but I don't know that everybody knows how to use this. So I, I pulled mine out only about, well, a couple of weeks ago and had a little look, read the little gadget again, made sure that I knew exactly how to use it. That's an important thing to do. Another important thing to do is to have a song. Do you want a song? Oh, this is good. You're going to love this. This is the Sunny Cow Girls. Now, the Sunny Cow Girls, they sing Australian country. You'll hear the Australianness, and you'll hear it in the words. One of the, some of the lyrics in this is so good. Go get the jet ski, I'll get the esky. <laughs> is that good? Go and get the jet ski, I'll get the esky. There's another one that says, uh, bring, bring the dogs and the old kayak and the fishing rods and the cricket bat. I mean, you're getting real Aussie music. The Sunny Calgos, this is fabulous. This is called Damn Fun, D-A-M Fun, and the reason it's called damn fun is because they're, they're country girls, they're nowhere near the beach, they tell you that in a song, so they go on the dam and they go skiing behind a boat on that. Oh, you're going to love this. This is the Sunny Calgals. They're fabulous. So, hey, isn't that great news that we're getting a new national park in New South Wales? Just fabulous. We're all going to go there. I know we're going to go there. Here's the Sunny Calgals.
<laughs> Sunny Gilgals. Damn fun. Is it, that is a damn fun song. D-A-M, D-A-M fun. I think it's just terrific. I love the Aussiness of it. It's just fabulous. Now, when you're speaking of Aussie, then you've got to think about the farm army. So if you've got time on your hands, if you've got you know a little bit of skill, a little bit of talent doing whatever, because the farm army... Uh, in many rural areas, it's just impossible to find people with trades that will, you know, drive the distances to work. And at times there are tens of thousands of grey nomads and holiday makers and tradies on holiday and where we had them, <laughs> even backpackers, who might have the skills and they're willing to help and do their best to do things for the, the people on the land who are really struggling. So back in about 2014, Charles and Tracy Alder, well, they spoke with some farmers who had received help from the Buyer Bail campaign, and but they were looking for tradey help and they needed help. So Brisbane created the Mud Army after the 2011 flood, so they thought, why not create a farm army? How clever is that? So now there's about... Uh, around Australia, there's about 15,000 people who are registered to help. But by golly, the farmers need your help too. They need your help. They've got a target of getting 100,000 registered volunteers. That's that's a, by 2022. So they need your help now. So the Farm Army, they've created thousands of of little jobs that they've given the volunteers, that the volunteers have performed and they've done community rescues and one-day corporate volunteering days and they've done so many things to help the flood and fire-affected areas of Australia. So, you know, if you can help, then I'm going to give you a, a, a thing to go to and that would be Farm Army. Just go onto their website, farm, F-A-R-M, army, A-R-M-Y, dot com, dot A-U. If you've got a little bit of talent, some skill, a trade, whatever, even time, farmarmy.com.au, I think that would be a terrific thing, a wonderful, wonderful Aussie thing to do. Don't you reckon? Don't you reckon? Now, if you've got a caravan, then are you servicing it? That's the thing you've got to do is servicing it because, you know, when you've got it there and it's just sitting around, you think, oh, you know, it's just sitting around, I'm not using it. But while you're not using it, parts and things are still falling into disrepair and can cost you a lot of money if you don't look after your van. So, you know, why should you service a caravan? Because you think, you know, it's not a car, it doesn't have an engine, it doesn't have all this other stuff. Why bother? Well, it doesn't have an engine. But it does have a lot of complicated parts and they need regular checks. So you've got to do it right. You've got to do it right so that you're safe. Because when you're taking your home with you, you've got to make sure that everything's fine. You can't think of it like a house that you don't have to maintain or whatever. It, you've got to pull it behind your car. And then, you know, you've got it right behind you and you can endanger others. So that's why you have to service them on a regular basis so that the servicing can prevent accidents caused by equipment failure and it will also save you, if you do your, your, your servicing fairly regularly, it'll save you on the cost of a lot of repairs and will extend the lifespan of your van and give you a better thing if you ever want to sell it and you've got the proof of service and the service has been done properly, then that's something that is really, really good. So when you put in for service, there's a lot of components that they're going to inspect. I mean, it may be, we just mentioned fire extinguishers, but it might be your fire extinguishers and your smoke detectors. It could be your appliances or your connection cables or your brake wiring or your electric brakes, your parking brakes, your A-frame, your chassis. Your fog lamps, uh, not fog lamps, your hazard, your hazard lights, your indicators, that sort of thing. Your wheel nuts, very important to get them checked to make sure that they're right. Your bearings, oh, they have a bearing on your holiday. That's why they're called bearings, I think. That's, that's just an amazing thing. You've got to get checked properly. Your shock absorbers, if you've got shock absorbers on your caravan, your suspension, uh, your, your mounting points, your, your alignment. If you've got a a dual axle caravan, then they can be aligned. I just had mine aligned recently. So, you know, I, I noticed one of the tyres was just uh, out of alignment, if you like. It was starting to wear on one side and it shouldn't have been. So I took it in, I got it aligned. So, yes, you get your caravan aligned if it's gone, a dual axle. Uh, you might just check your tyre pressures and the balance of those wheels and your battery connections and your jockey wheel and your mounting bracket and your springs and your tow coupling and your windows and your bodywork and your water system and your water tanks and your safety chains. I was away with Jim and Bet recently and one of their water system was having a bit of a problem. So g'day Jim and Bet. Uh, but yeah, you, you've got to check those things. So each of those parts needs to be checked for damage and to ensure that they're working correctly and if there are any problems... 
get them repaired. Then you've got to get your other things looked at, like your brake magnets and your safety sway control system and the seals on your doors and your windows and your roof and your awning and your vents and your chassis. Because all of those things, there's a lot there to do. So if you do it properly, so the way you do it, you, you need to have your van serviced at least. Now, here's the, here's the code once a year, at least once a year, or every 10,000 kilometres. Now, you use your own judgment, whichever one you want to do. But if you take a long trip over a bit of uh, bumpy dirt roads, and it might be best to get your caravan servicing brought forward so that you know that everything's been done properly. So, you know, if you've got filters and things in there, get those checked. If you've got air conditioning and that needs a filter replacing, get that checked as well. So, you know, how much does it cost? Well, it depends on your caravan, the type, the model, how long it's been since you last had a service. Oh, that can make a difference. And how much damage there is because it, it's how much time goes into doing those things. And that's what it's all about. It's how much time goes in. So, uh, that's what we've got to do. We've got to make sure that we've serviced our van and done it properly. And that might be your motorhome as well. Could be your camper trailer as well, because you've got to keep those things serviced. I reckon we might have a little trip up to Urunga. You want to go to Urunga? Urunga is beautiful. It's just a small town. It's located in the mid-north coast region of New South Wales, and, and it's in the Bellingen Shire. That's B-E-L-L-I-N-G-E-N, Bellingen Shire. And it's famous for its surf spots and and it's just beautiful. It's got a population, not a big population, somewhere between three and 4,000, I reckon. And, it, and it's just south of Coffs Harbour and Sawtell and north of Nembucca Heads. But what a fabulous place. What a fabulous place. I think you're going to love it. We're going to take you there very, very shortly. But before we do that, I reckon we'll give you a song. You ready for a song? Now, this song, you know how I say to you, this one's going to get your feet tapping. This one's going to get your feet tapping. <laughs> It's called Kookaburra Calling. I had a request for this. I had a request to play Kookaburra Calling. It's the cartwheels. And and it's just uh, Melissa down in Victoria. We're talking to Melissa today and we're doing that. And I, I said, okay, Kookaburra Calling's for you. So here we go, Melissa. And I know Victoria's coming back out, back into the real world. So that's great. Here's the cartwheels. Kookaburra Calling. When we get back, I'm going to tell you all about your younger. Oh, you're going to love it. Here we go.
Uh, yeah, that was good, eh? Did you like it? Did you like it, Cookabara Collins? You can't not tap your feet. I know, I know. Even I do it, and I've heard the song, oh, a lot, because I don't think it's a beauty. Now, Yurunga, we were talking about Yurunga, and where is it? Well, it's about 504k north of Sydney. You go up the Princess Highway, it's at the mouth of the Bellager and the Kalang Rivers, and it's just it's just a fabulous place. It's a hidden coastal gem. That's the best way to talk about it. It's, it's often bypassed on the way to the larger coastal towns, but if you have a little holiday there, it's just a seaside hamlet, and visitors will often just go and explore it because it's more unspoilt. It's more less crowded, and the beaches are pretty and the waterways are tranquil and it's just a delightful seaside destination. So it's on the southern Coffs Coast where the Bellinger, B-E-L-L-I-N-G-E-R, that's the name of the river, so not Bellingen, Bellinger, and the Kalang Rivers, that's where they meet. And you can maybe, maybe you'll see some some dolphins, maybe, because you can go out dolphin watching there, which is pretty. And then with the usual coastal attractions, you've got surfing and fishing and boating and there's uh, there's a couple of uh, waterway boardwalks which are pretty including the famous Yurunga boardwalk so that that runs from uh, for about a kilometer and it's wheelchair accessible so that's a lovely lovely thing and it's considered to be one of the best one of the best boardwalks on the whole east coast of Australia so the trail leads you along the Kalang River in the Bellinger Heads State Park to the junction with the Bellinger River and then over the Yurunga Lagoon and then along the estuary mouth to the edge of the Pacific Ocean. Is that pretty? Is that pretty? It is, isn't it? Because you'll enjoy the views from the boardwalk to the west and then to the Great Dividing Range and then north to Milestone, which is wonderful. Then you, the, the second shorter boardwalk, well, it's just over Yurunga Wetlands, which is the perfect place if you want to just have some bird watching because the area is teeming with bird life. And, and you can expect to view some, some black-necked storks and some black swans and purple swamp hens and then you can it, it, there's, it's just a flat 450 meter track around the park and then the wetlands to discover the f- beautiful flora and the beautiful fauna so you've got swimming you can jump in the water if i think you can just jump in the water and and the kids love Yurunga's new sea lido on a warm afternoon because the new sea lido has got a jetty boardwalk with a, a floating pontoon attached and then another pontoon about 25 meters away so you can have a bit of a swim out there just make sure the kids can swim and do all the things and there's a number of places to stay while visiting Yurunga, so you can go out there and you can you've got reflections holiday park which is they're a wonderful holiday park so you've got those and there's plenty of other places that you can stay as well so you're not going to run out of things to do don't forget you've got the there's riders festivals up there generally there's folk and blue glass grass festivals you've got so many things that the belgian show is normally on in may so that might be worthwhile going to the bellow Winter Music Festival, that would be good. The Dorigo Show. Oh, Dorigo, we've got to talk to you about Dorigo sometime because if you haven't been to Dorigo, oh, you've been missing out. <laughs> you've been missing out. It's lovely. But the whole Coffs Coast, you get some world-class experiences there. They're just, they're classed as unspoiled beaches and they're surrounded by world heritage rainforests. And Coffs Harbour has some of the best nature-based attractions in Australia because there's world-class experiences. You've got the Sealy Lookout. That was voted the best tourist attraction in New South Wales in 2018. Then there's the Solitary Island Marine Park, and then you've got the Coastal Walk, and you've got the new cultural experience, which was developed by the Bellari uh, Aboriginal Corporation, and that's that gives you some, um, some award-winning Sealy Lookout. Oh, that's wonderful, wonderful. Then you've got the Waterside Aquarium, and you've got the Dolphin Marine Magic, and uh, the clog barn, uh, you've probably seen the clog, if you've driven up there, uh, the clog barn, you've got to do it. You've got to go in there. It's just a little bit of of Dutch, if you like, uh, to the region. It's lovely. A lot of folks, if you play golf, if you play golf, I know people that just go up there to play golf. They go up to the Bonneville Golf Course. It's said to be one of the world's most beautiful golf courses, and it's consistently voted as the most beautiful in Australia. So, hey, we're not going anywhere else. You've got Australia, and that's the most beautiful, so you might as well go there. That would be good. So if you have your golf clubs with you, I'm sure they hire them anyway. So that, that's all there for you. And and then you've got so many more things. The northern beaches, you've got Sapphire Beach and Mooney and Emerald, and, and they just stretch um, uh, to the north of the city. Just beautiful, just beautiful. Then you've got the southern beaches, and you've got Sawtell and... Oh, lovely. And then you've got the western hinterland. So you can cast your eyes inland 
from Coffs Harbour, and then you get lush green hills, and many of those are just cultivated with banana plants. And then behind the hills lies the Arara Valley, which is a short drive from Coffs and a paradise. If you want a paradise, if you want bushwalking and kayaking and fishing and swimming, then it's all there for you. And then the western flowing Arara River, well, it's cool and you've got clear water. And if you want to have a little dip, as well have a little dip that might be nice and then you've also got some grade two rapids along the river so that's that's terrific and then the caramba hotel well that's a 1930 style hotel and it's like a country pub in the heart of the hinterland and it's a short 15 minute drive there to coffs harbour and coffs harbour is just massive it's massive everybody's going up there i mean russell crowe lives up there so it's got to be good <laughs> got to be so then you can enjoy a swim and you can go have a picnic at, at Archie Hunter Park. Oh, so good. So good. So I I would reckon if you're going to have Russell Crowe there, you might as well look at the movie stars. If you're going to look at movie stars, I think Elvis would be the one. Now, we only play Aussie music on this show. As you know, we only play Aussie. But Gina Jeffries, who was just a beautiful lady and a beautiful Australian, she sings a song called Dancing with Elvis. Now, when you listen to this... When you listen to it, listen closely because you want to pick out how many of Elvis's song titles that you can hear. It's a great game, great game. So the song is Gina Jeffries. The song's called Dancing with Elvis. And as you listen to it, just listen to see how many, or not see, but listen to how many Elvis song titles you can pick up out of this. It's a beauty. It's a beautiful song. So you enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. If you want more of On The Road, then you just go onto our website, which is On The Road Media dot com dot au and on there you've got the podcast and i think this is show 75 so that's pretty good you've got a lot to pick from and then if you want to go to spotify then you go to on the road media again spotify on the road media the word media is really important because that'll bring you to this show so on the road media that's on spotify if you're on the vast satellite network you can find us there because we go nationally with that we go nationally we're all the way around australia so Thanks for the feedback that we get from that. It's just terrific. So here we go. Gina Jeffries, Dancing with Elvis. Hey, Scott Gibbons, we'll be back in a minute.
Alrighty, how many songs did you pick? How many? <laughs> it's a good song, isn't it? It's good, it's clever. I, I reckon you'd want to listen to that again. If you want to, you just go onto YouTube and it's called, uh, what's it called? Gina Jeffries Dancing with Elvis. Yeah, I think really good, really good. Now, Ozzy, if you got your pencil handy, get your pencil handy because we always talk about as often as we can Australian products. And and I found one for you, and this is just terrific. You'll want to get all your old T-shirts and, and just throw them away because you can now buy Australian-made clothes. Australian-made T-shirts as well, Australian-made. It's just fabulous. So they're called, and this is where it gets really good, Australian-made clothes, dot com dot au australian made clothes dot com dot au and and they're fabulous so they've got all the products there and if you want australiana you can have australiana so if you want something on there with a, a kangaroo or koala or whatnot but they're made here if you want baby clothing you've got to have a look at the baby gear it's terrific there's kids clothing there's ladies clothing there's unisex clothing there's plain t-shirts there's polo shirts there's the whole lot really really good so you just go to australian made clothes dot com Dot au. I think that's that's a beaut thing to have. Now, you ready for the big news? You ready for the big news? Caravan Industry News came through today and it says the Big Red Bash. You know the Birdsville Big Red Bash? It's back. It's back. It's the world's, the world's, we don't have to go anywhere else, the world's most remote music festival. It's set to run across three days this year from July the 6th to July the 8th. It's got a stellar lineup. There's 20 Australian music legends, including Paul Kelly and Tim Finn and John Williamson and Kate Zabrano, Ian Moss, Shannon Noll, Dragon, The Radiators, Bisex, Wendy Matthews, Thirsty Merck, Mark Gable, Glenn Shorrock, Caitlin Shadbolt. Oh, all of them. Now, all of those people, every one of the acts that were booked to perform for 2020, when 2020 got cancelled, the event for 2020 got cancelled, they all re-signed. They all re-signed. So it's going to be the biggest event yet. So it's, just, it's magic. So it's for all ages. It's a family thing. It's going to be staged on the, the red sands of Queensland Simpson Desert in front of Big Red. And if you haven't been to Big Red, you've got to do that. And this would be an excuse if you can get in. But it's a 40-metre-high sand dune. You can drive up it, but you won't be able to drive up it this time because you've got all the beds and everybody there. But you've got a, a, a spectacular natural amphitheatre, and it's it's a setting that you won't find anywhere else in the world, obviously, because it's in Australia. <laughs> but all of the patrons and the artists are backing you. 85%, here's something really good, 85% of the people who opted to retain last year's tickets, 85% of the people opted to retain last year's tickets. Isn't that terrific? So there was only 15% that they could do, and they reckon that the ones that, those 15% that were refunded, they reckon they sold out in under five minutes. So that's the demand for it. So every one of the 20 artists, they all signed up again. It's going to be great. Now, it only holds 10,000. So the capacity is 10,000, and you're ready for this. It's on a massive 1.3 million square metres of open-air sites. So that enables the festival to easily accommodate COVID safe rules. That's fabulous. So you've got a small crowd, but a vast space. Oh, magic, 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 magic. So the Queensland Health and Tourism and Government officials, they, they've made sure so far that this is really going to happen. So nothing's 100%, but they reckon with contact tracing and quarantine control and everything and, and the vaccine coming through, they're really, really optimistic. So it's, it's not just a festival. It, it offers up a uniquely Australian adventure. So if you're a family or a great nomad or a camping enthusiast or an intrepid traveller, whatever you are, and then... And then they've got, you've got scenic flights, you've got helicopter flights and dune surfing and beach volleyball and camel rides and a nut bush dance world record attempt and the Bashville Drags charity fun run that uh, I think last year made about $75,000, not last year for 2019, uh, $75,000 for the Royal Flying Doctor Service. So that's fabulous. That's fabulous. So there you go. Brings in about $12 million of tourism for the region. So that's that's magic. That is just magic. So if you want to find out more, keep your pencil out. Here we go again. We've got bigredbash.com.au. Bigredbash.com.au. Oh, is that good? Is that good? Is that good? I think that's good. I think it is. Now, what else have we got for you? Well, We've got, let's see, we told you about Australian Made, and that's terrific. And then we told you that, oh, there's new valves coming out 
on domestic gas cylinders. So they, they're going to be changing. It's not an instant change, but Rachel Doherty uh, in camping, uh, Caravan Camping Classified, she did a beaut thing. She's in, you, you could have the new, what's called an LCC 27 or a Type 27 valve on the next cylinder you buy from as early as April 1 this year. I think you'd be fluking it, but nevertheless. But you won't need to change your existing setup because they'll be working with the existing gas gas leather uh, leisure gas leather appliances so australia's phasing in what's termed the type 27 valve so you you might still see the existing type 21 connections for years to come so why is the change happening well standards australia names the leisure cylinder connection the 27 in several of the standards that's coming out to reduce gas leaks and improve the fire safety of your gas setup including on boats and caravans so the 27 achieves this in different ways. Firstly, the valve implements an internal spring-loaded mechanism that blocks the gas flow unless there's a connection. That's good. That's clever. And the design also provides thermal protection that engages the shut-off if a fire occurs. Isn't that clever, 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 clever? So there you go. So all of the, the 27 valves, the, the new defences, they will work seamlessly with the 27 appliance connector once they're available, so during the transition. But the spring-loaded mechanism within the 27 will still boost the safety of your existing gas appliances. So clever, clever, clever. So the 27 valve has got two threads, a left-hand internal thread for your Type 21, so that's compatible setup, and of course a right-hand thread for the incoming appliance connectors. So therefore, the appliances fitted with the 27 appliance connections in the future won't connect to cylinders with, with the, the POL valve, and that's important to remember as they could remain in circulation for a long time. So there you go. Is that exciting? I think that's exciting. So we're going to be getting some new bits of gear that are coming through, and this makes it right up to being world's best again. Again, now if you're going out to Birdsville and the road there can be good or the road there can be bad, if the road's bad, then you're going to be shaken all over. If you're going to be shaken all over, Normie Road does it better than anybody, doesn't it? So here's Normie Road shaking all over. You enjoy this. Hey, this show is called On the Road. My name's Scott Gibbons. Oh, it's fabulous being with you. I hope you're enjoying it. Make sure you can send us in an email, ask for a song, ask for anything that you want to do. You just let us know. If it's about the RV world, if it's about caravans, motorhomes or camper trailers or tenting or four-wheel drives, whatever it is, we'll try and get you the answers if we can. So there you go. And all you've got to do is send us an email to scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. But if you want more of the show, if you want to hear it all again, if there's something I've gone too fast for you, Oh, all you've got to do is just go onto the podcast. So that's ontheroadmedia.com.au and you just go to podcasts or you'll find it as On The Road Media on Spotify. On The Road Media on Spotify. So the, And the Vast Satellite Network, don't forget that, the Vast Satellite Network, because that's national. So you ready? Normie Row, shaking all over. Oh, you'll enjoy this. I know, I'll enjoy it. <laughs> Here we go.
Shaking all over the... <laughs> Isn't that good, Nomi Rowe? Isn't that good? I like it. I like it. Especially if you're going out to Birdsville. You you may. You may just be shaking all over. So take it slow. Be nice. It could be good. Now, what else is happening? Oh, well, off-road systems. Hey, do you need some drawers? <laughs> I know we're talking about T-shirts. Different sort of drawers. These are storage drawers. These are the premium off-road system storage drawer. They are made... And they're made from... High quality materials. These aren't nasty imported stuff. These are not nasty. These are good stuff. These are, if you've, when you open up the back of your vehicle and you've got the green, the white, the black off road systems logo, then you know you've made it. You know you've got the best gear. Now, they're not super dear at all. They are incredible value, but amazing quality. So, what's some of the differences? Well, you can have aluminium frame. And drawers if you wish. You can have a galvanized steel frame and drawers if you prefer. You can get marine grade upholstery, marine carpet drawer liners, steel ball bearing slides, anti-rattle drawer retainers. Now I tell you, you drive with someone who doesn't have that and they've got a set of drawers, oh maybe you just don't get to listen to the music at all. So if you've got off-road systems drawers, you're good. Then you've got key to like locks. Isn't that clever? Anyone with a caravan or a camper trailer will tell you what it's like not to have key to like locks. <laughs> you've got key to like locks. You've got a terrific looking drawer system. Terrific. You've got side storage compartments. You've got amazing quality construction. They're here. They are built in Australia, built in Sydney. And, and they installed using your existing anchor points. Isn't that clever? You don't have to drill any more holes installed using existing anchor points, and they're fully and easily removable. Off-road systems, 46476322, 46476322. If you forget the number, just go onto our website, off the on <laughs> ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you will find their number on there because they are just terrific people. They're Australian. Australian-made, Australian-designed, Australian-owned, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Now... They are so good, but we've got to go to Bellingen. Now, if you're going to go to Bellingen, from Bellingen, once you've been there, and then about two and a half hours drive along, you go the waterfall way from the coast to the hinterland, and that's regarded as one of the most scenic routes in New South Wales. Now, it slices through the rainforest and the national parks, and you've got so many places of interest, if you wish, off the beaten track. So that's good. That's good. And a highlight is the Crystal Shower Falls, which is on the way from Bellingen to Dorigo. Oh, you'll love Dorigo. Dorigo's magic. It's only about 39k thereabouts from, from Coffs Harbour. But the area has recently reopened after essential repair work on the track. And you can now walk behind a waterfall. Ha <laughs> ha! That's why it's called the Waterfall Way. <laughs> But you can now walk behind a waterfall and splash in the clear waters in Dorigo National Park. Isn't that a dream come true? Now, there's a suspension bridge, and that leads to a short track to the falls. And if you're starting from the coast, then you enter the waterfall way via the Bellingen turnoff at Rally, R-A-L-E-I-G-H, Rally. And then you stop off at the Old Butter Factory. And that's home of, oh, you've got some craft shops there. You've got an art gallery. And then you go on to Bellingen, and that's only about a two-minute drive away anyway. But it is fabulous because the locals know the town. You've got great cafes there and you've got a lot of locally sourced produce. Isn't that good? Don't you just love going to a place that's got locally sourced produce? I'm not a fan of going into somewhere and it just says you can have, you know, raisin toast and butter. I would much prefer to have raisin toast that's made by somebody local and butter that's been churned by somebody local from Bessie the Cow and, and you get to learn the whole history. I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I don't know, that's, that to me is, is seeing Australia. So then after you leave Bellingham, well, you drive up the escarpment through the World Heritage Area of Dorigo National Park and then you've got the Crystal Shower Falls and, and you've just passed, it, it's just past the, the Griffiths Lookout. So that's lovely. 
And then you go to Dorigo. So the Dorigo, that's at the top of a 750-metre escarpment. And then the, the drive from Bellingen to Dorigo just wins its way through the World Heritage Rainforest and, and the landscape. Oh, you're going to get lushness. You're going to get rolling hills. You're going to get dairy pastures and farmland. And, and then you've got this beautiful plateau. And then you'll cross the headwaters of the Nimboida River. And then there's a catchment of the Clarence River. Oh! And about 2K from Dorigo is you can call it danger falls or danger falls different people call it different things and that's got it's fresh water it's mountain water and it's if you want to take a dip in the summer months i would suggest in the summer months and there's a viewing platform and a walking track and that leads to the base of the falls and then you continue driving along the waterfall way turning left at the t-junction with grafton road and about eight kilometers along from there you'll reach the hamlet of ebor that's e-b-o-r ebor and that's famous for Ebor Falls, which cascades another 200 metres down a gorge. And that goes into the Guy Fawkes River National Park. So you can have a picnic there and take a bushwalk along one of the little tracks and have a look at the lookouts and Cathedral Rock. And, oh, Cathedral Rock. That's about a 70 kilometres east of Armidale. So yeah, there's so much for you to do. So much for you to do. You're just going to enjoy it. So if you're going to enjoy that, I reckon you better enjoy it. We're, we've run out of time. Would you believe it? We've run out of Have you had a good time? I've had a great time. I've had a great time. We're going to make you happy. We're going to make, and not just because the show's ending. No, 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 no. We've got the easy beats and they're going to sing. I'm going to make you happy. But if you have enjoyed the show, thanks so much. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. If you're a long-time listener, oh, it's good to have you with us. And if you want to find out more, again, you just go to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. On there, you'll find 74 or 75 podcasts, which is terrific. You'll find them on Spotify as well and, again, on the Vast Satellite Network. So if you've got satellite and you're touring Australia, then all you do is go on the Vast Satellite Network, look for our show. You've got it there. Oh, happy days. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's time for the Easy Beats. I'll make you happy. So I'll make you happy by going home now. See you later. Have a great week. And we'll see you next week on the road.